What's happening? Halloween, Trav. Finally. Oh, my God. It's our one episode a year time. We've got to celebrate. Yeah. Can't let the Halloween season come and go. Nope. Do everything we can to get together at least for one. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Halloween, then that's all right, because that's the time to celebrate. And it is a holiday. We'll only do it on holidays. Holiday-centric apps. We're in here. We got It's all spooked out in here, Trav. Yeah, there's like there's spiders. Like, and yeah, there's like spiders all over the place. I think I saw a bat flying around. I saw a bat flying around last night. I was outside my house and buzzed my head and I was like, he, he knew I, like, I guess it's not birds time. that are stuck in my house. <laughs> you got b- bats in your house? Yeah, they get up in like the underpinning around the, the roof and I hear them scratch around there. I'm like, where the fuck are they coming from? But I get up, I can't see any holes, but Damn, there aren't any bats up here. They can get small, dude. They squeeze in there. They get pretty damn small, man. That was a big damn bat. They're trying to help you get ready for Halloween, dude. They're doing a good job. Keeping all the bugs at bay. We should introduce ourselves. I'm Tam. I'm Trav. We never say anything. I wonder if people that are listening even know which one's which. Is this thing even recorded? It is recorded, Trav. Well, thank God, because I was... I don't want to sit here and do this 5,000 times. Yeah, me I don't either. enjoy myself doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, this is not for fun. So it's Halloween time, Trav. We Columbus had... Day. <laughs> <laughs> don't break the illusion. I'm not. It really is Columbus Day. <laughs> but we decided we had to pick one. We wanted to pick something different this time. Yeah, we always go for Halloween. Yeah, we done picked the series multiple times. We'll probably do that again. But we want to change it up a little. Went kind of a deep cut. Yeah, we we wonder how many people even care about this movie because we think it should be more. I think everybody likes it, but then they're like, oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, they kind of forget about it. And I feel like it kind of gets lumped in with, like, a lot of the late 90s jobs that everybody... There's definitely a big span of movies where there's a certain set of people that are like, oh, it's from that time? Who cares? Yeah. He's like, that's all I know what you did last summer. I ain't watching no more of that shit. Yeah. That's exactly it. So we, we're talking Idle Hands. 99. It's a good one. This might be the newest movie we've ever talked about. Yeah. I never thought about that. Well, when did Jason X come out? Oh, yeah, Jason yeah. X. Yep. That one's futuristic. Yeah, that one's not even out yet. <laughs> it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> well, we thought that uh, Idle Hands would be a good pick because it's Halloween-centric. It takes place at Halloween, and it's underrated. And it's funny as hell. Yeah, it's pretty damn funny. We are giggling the whole time. Yeah, we were thinking wrong. So, like I said, this one came out in 99, directed by our man... Rodman. Rodman. Flinder, mm. which we thought was an awesome name. <laughs> Sounds we, like somebody that should be selling his wares on TV. <laughs> hey, everybody, Rodman Flinder here. <laughs> we were like scoping out his IMDb page a minute ago. What were some of his choice uh, projects? Uh, you were going down director side, and I was yeah. going down actor side. Yeah, apparently, is he's in, a, in all three of the Carnosaur movies. <laughs> yeah, that is. A feat in of itself. It's just him and the Carnosaur going back. <laughs> yeah, they're the, the only, only recurring character. <laughs> Rodman and the dinosaurs. Rodman versus Carnosaur. Well, I saw that he directed Leprechaun 2, which is 
okay leprechaun movie. It's not one of the best, but it's all right. And then he had like a... He did a Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, he had a bunch of TV jobs. Tales from the Crypt is probably the coolest. And then like 99, he got in on this idle hands job, and then he went back to TV jobs. They were like, like, that's enough much. from you, yeah. right, man. Back in your cave. I'm wanting to go out on a limb and say he's probably a pretty cool guy because... This movie seems like... Yeah, it's right up our alley. You can tell that he was, like, influenced by a ton of, like, cool stuff, like yeah, Evil Dead 2, yeah, there's obviously. there's Evil Dead 2 in there. Yeah, and I feel like that body walking around is, like, reanimator style or something. Yeah, he should have kept his head in, like, a little pan. Yeah, and I feel like the lighting and stuff, it doesn't look like uh, one of the other, like late 90s jobs it has like a cool look to it I think he was going for like that uh, almost Italian style or yeah. something with the cool lighting and stuff like that so I give him I give him some cred dude he was trying in an era when no one was nobody was really caring they were all just trying to ape scream I think oh yeah this one is not scream no that's the thing that's like the standout about it is that it's, it's they actually did something different yeah like right in the middle of all that he was trying something different at least and it's like kind of unique because you can tell he's going for the 80s style but it is definitely 90s like yeah. the music and oh, the, the actors and everything like that it's the all music is just straight up 90s yeah like it's probably because they were trying to force him to have a soundtrack or something like that that's yeah, what happens yeah. the music is what's old in movies back in the day yeah and like weird. the 90s and shit now nobody cares they're like oh that's my favorite band you just like buy a soundtrack because it has like one song on it. That's what I used to do, and never even listen to the rest of it. Like the last soundtrack that I bought for a movie was Escape from L.A. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> ways back, dude. I was like, this has a white zombie song on it. I haven't heard. I should probably buy it. Yeah, that was a pretty solid soundtrack, though. In general, yeah, and oh, there's like a shitty Tool song on it. I know it had like a, it was mainly just all metal jams. What year was Escape from L.A.? Like, 96 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. It was, it was a better go. Yeah. I have a big soft spot from that era all the way up until, like, around this time when this movie, Idle Hands, is happening because I feel like that's when I was... Coming into your own? Yeah, I was like, oh, i got to check out all these moves. And I was, like, renting Escape from L.A. like it was nobody's business, dude. <laughs> oh, me too. Just me and you flipping off trading. Yep. Rules. You want to try to hop in, see if we can run down this plot track? Yeah, we can do her. It's pretty straightforward until we go off on a tangent and start laughing about what happened in the movie. Yeah. So it opens up. we got a couple parents. Just two parents. Yeah, and one of them's Fred Willard, who crushed. Yeah. But he's Fucking, not getting uh, a mighty wind. Yeah, dude rules. He's not really doing anything funny, though just kind of a regular role I guess oh man the only time I every time I see that guy I just think about him mighty wind yeah he's hilarious cause he's like what happened <laughs> I can't finish my work <laughs> it's like his catchphrases for whenever he was a kid on TV or some shit <laughs> I need to watch that again dude it's been you just need to watch that part yeah all of those like fake documentary jobs that like Christopher Guest yeah they're all hilarious I don't know who the mom is. She's not as cool as Fred Willard. But they're, like, hitting the sack. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, already checking out 
decorations for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Willard's like, we just finished Halloween. And they went all out, dude. Yeah, they did a really good job. If he and he said that uh, his boy didn't help him one bit, so he did it all by himself. A little dude. scooter. <laughs> yeah, he said he couldn't even scoot his ass off the couch <laughs> to help him at all. Just a prank. That's all. Anton. Anton. Our little scooter would never do something like that. We're calling him that baby name. Anton would not scoot his behind off the couch if the house was on fire. God knows he didn't help me with the Halloween decorations. They like go to hit the sack and they look, they like lay back. Somebody, After their cornucopia conversation? Yeah, they're talking about Horn of Plenty's. And Willard give her a Horn of Plenty. <laughs> he was going to. Until <laughs> she just started talking about it. Yeah. But somebody done scrawled something on the ceiling. Oh, shit. Is that like glow in the dark paint or something? Yeah. <sighs> I guess What's so. going on? And they got like black lights. Looks like they had something. black lights. Yeah. Somebody wrote, I'm under the bed on the <laughs> ceiling, which is kind of creepy. If that really happened, I would be thinking, Hank. I'm going to do it when you ain't looking. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to be terrified. I'm going to be like, I'm beside you in bed. <laughs> <laughs> roll, no, like, roll over and you're laying I'm like, there. I'm like, see? You've been <laughs> just been like on the down low all evening. Just fucking hiding out. It's not worth the payoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would take a while. But they like, they both get killed. Yep. Somebody like drags her, drags mom like under the bed. Yeah, he was under the bed. And I don't remember how did uh, how did Willard get killed? They never show it. She just goes downstairs and slips in his blood. Oh, and okay. Runs back upstairs. That's right. But yeah, that was like. The little intro job, and then it cuts. Yeah, she she runs upstairs and she gets a phone. And she's like, get like oh. nine, <laughs> yeah. one. It's like the slowest dial yeah. of all time. She can't hit three numbers. I think she's just too stressed. Oh, it's still three numbers. <laughs> she got two of them. I out know, there. but that took her five minutes. Just too slow. She had one to go. Yeah, so close. And she like falls on the floor, and then. That's when she's under dragged under the bed with yeah. the phone. Yep, that's when uh, we cut straight into that '90s soundtrack that we were talking mm-hmm. about. Our main character Anton, played by Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Sawa. So, so I always thought that was a weird name. Like, Saw like, what? <laughs> Saw. What is he? <laughs> it's like the big, it's like an unfinished <laughs> sentence. Devin saw a what? I don't know. <laughs> he saw Rick Moranis teaching him how to play football. He saw Christina Ricci living in his house when he was Casper. Yep. What else did he see? He saw the end of his career after this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he was in SLC Punk. I remember that. Yeah. He was like on acid or something. You remember that? <laughs> it's probably just. Him in real life. Yeah. But, yeah, he was off the map for a long time. And then he he came back. They made a terrible sequel to SLC Punk. Did you know that? No. It was called, like, Punk's Dead, I think, or something like that. Or It was terrible. It was about uh, Steve-O, like the guy that Matthew Lillard played. Mm-hmm. And that chick that he gets with in the movie, they, like, have a son. And he... Uh, 
he's not a punk. He's like a goth or something like that. But he has like punk friends, and they try. He's all depressed, and they try to like take him to the punk show. But they like his parent Lillard was like, I ain't being in this. But like the chick that was his mom is like, Yeah, I'll do it, sure. And like everybody else is in it. They're like, where did he go? Because he never would go to a show or something like that. So, like, they get everybody back together, including Devin Sawa, and they're just, like, looking for him while he's on a trip to go to a punk show. It was really weird and low budget. It sounds like a, it's a plot to remember. Right yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> they tried. We need to get Sawa unbunned. <laughs> But the only way to make him feel better is if he saw a punk show. <laughs> yeah. Devin saw a punk show and now he's happy. The end. Oh, this is like a reality TV show waiting to happen. What, Devin Just him saw going around, like, visiting locations? Yeah, you could just, like, it could be like a <laughs> Devin travel saw a statue. <laughs> it's a good idea, dude. I, you know that that would fly on a travel channel. Or yeah, like, it would. Everything flies on a travel <laughs> exactly. channel. Exactly. That's how their preferred mode of travel. <laughs> I wish I had a show on the Travel Channel. We don't ever go anywhere. We would if we were getting paid to do it. <laughs> we're a Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> They're like paying for our food and stuff. Here's like, Devin Sawa. <laughs> Devin <laughs> saw the Fairly Kroger. Yeah. Every day because that's where he works. <laughs> I wish. I'd get him to sign my idle hands, Dave. Get him to sign your hand. <laughs> but... Antoine, he's a... Is it Antoine or just Anton? Anton, I think. Let's call him Ant. Ant. Okay. That's what they call him at one point. He's like... Let's call him Little Scooter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little Scooter, he's like a... He's like a stoner of like the most possible version. He's the best version. Yeah. He He wakes up listening to 90s jams through his stereo with his headphones on. He lives in the attic we should say and he sleeps with his headphones on from the stereo and when he wakes up he changes his headphones from the stereo to his Walkman but the song is at the exact right place he's like got set up dude he's got like a schedule it's like I need to it's wake up yeah I need to wake up at this exact moment so I can continue you my think jamming. he's a slacker but he's like super advanced <laughs> he's industrious when it comes to jamming out <laughs> he's got like uh an inhaler that he like wears around his neck but it's actually secretly a smoking device oh and he uses it yep a lot which is why he's out yeah he's like completely out of reef so he like needs to call up his buddies and they are I guess that's like where he always gets all of his reef yeah cause they probably just give it to him or something yeah and he's like he's so lazy he wants them to like Bring, bring it, it over yeah. to him. I guess they live like across the street or something, like real close by. And he's like, "Hook me up, dude. Come on over." <laughs> and he's like, "Why don't you come over here and get it?" Yeah, you lazy piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, man? What's up with you? I'm dry. So, so why don't you bring me over a dimer? This ain't Domino's, you lazy bitch. Come over here and get it. And he's like, "But I'm comfy." Then they just hang up on him, and he's like, "Damn, I gotta die." He just. Hauls his lazy ass on over there trying to get some. Rolls out in his boxers. And a hoodie or some yeah. shit. Never understood that. It's cold enough for a hoodie. You need pants. You might want some britches. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. always like... It's October time. It's supposed to be cooling down. Yeah. I say supposed to be because it's October time now and it's hot and shit. Yeah, and I have like a brutal sunburn right now and I feel like I'm about to die. But he's like, I guess it just shows how lazy he is. He doesn't want to have to put on any pants. I mean, I understand. Man, man's got to eat. <laughs> you got to get out and do some shit. He's like... I, th- I think it's around this time that we see our first glimpse of, like, the 80s hair metal guy that just, like, lives in the same neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Playing Shout of the Devil out of his big old jacked-up. Yeah, he's got a Ford. big... He's got a Ford. They, like, specifically mentioned that it's a big old Ford. He's always working on it and jamming out to Shout at the Devil. It's, like, the only song. <laughs> yeah. But he's rocking, like, a Quiet Right shirt. And he had, like, a Metallica bumper sticker I saw. And his license plate says "Big Truck," yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> I should get that on my car. Just you should. <laughs> That'd be awesome. His buddy, his stoner buddies that he goes to visit, their name Mick and Penub. Penub. Do you think that there's ever actually been anybody named Penub? I don't know. I doubt it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like search it, Trav. You search it, old bam. I'm going to look at, see, I'm going to put it in uh, Facebook, people search, see if there's anybody named Penub. Makes me think of the old, uh, oh shit, Eddie Murphy sketch, whenever he was buckwheat back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> looking for nubs. Like, look at Penub, dude. Yeah, that's, that's what you're doing right, right now. <laughs> that's true. You are looking Penub. Well, uh, I don't know. It says, I found a clip from Idle Hands on Facebook. When <laughs> You're I on the right that. track. I just wonder if it's like, well, I found, I think this guy's name is Penub Penub, dude. <laughs> what are the chances? I hope that P is silent in his name, though. <laughs> Nub Nub, it sounds like an Ewok. Or yeah, something. that's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is a real profile or not, but I hope it is. Somebody what are his interests? Idle hands. <laughs> it looks like uh, like Motley Crue big trucks. Taking pictures of himself. Well, that's interesting. And posting the same profile picture over and over again. That's all I can see. <sighs> Damn. But I guess that that uh, leave him a message saying he needs to up his game. Yeah, he needs to watch idle hands. Is what he needs to do. So that goes to prove that it's not just some made-up name. <laughs> it, it, it There's exists. at least one other guy yeah. with the name twice. What What are your thoughts on having the same first and last name? It wouldn't be any good. Seems oh. weird. What about whenever you name somebody like Edward Edwards? What if the, Yeah, but there's a middle name in there, too. Yeah, that's true. What if they have the same three names? That would be awesome. Look it up. <laughs> I can't... I can't uh, I could never name somebody. My last name is too off the wall. It's not. It doesn't sound like a first name. So you yeah, could. but if, you could name your kid Goo Doll. <laughs> Goo Doll Goodall. Yeah. That would be awesome. No, it wouldn't. It would be awful for that kid. <laughs> Come here, Goo. You only have one career it's like, that you can do as the name Goo Doll. <laughs> I don't like the thoughts of it. But, like, what about whenever. You know, when you're a kid and you have... Uh, you be a goo-goo doll. Your, your mom is, like, yelling at you. She, like, uses every name. It's like, yeah. 
Goodall, Goodall, <laughs> get in here. GD Goodall. <laughs> That's one of those tangents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <clears throat> but, uh, like, I guess that Anton, he's like kind of a. Uh, He's a, what do you call it, like a freeloader. Yeah, he, he's he's always trying to get the weed off of him for free. And so Penub, he's like, oh, man, I'm completely out. We ain't got nothing. He's like, but you said you were holding. Yeah, he said, I didn't say what I was holding. And he just goes for his job. Proceeds to grab his rod. It's, a, it's an awesome choice, though, to not grab your actual crotch. He just fucking starts filling his leg. <laughs> That's where his rod like, is. That's where it's it like is. huge. It's like down the side. He's getting him some. <laughs> they like they have a little his conversation. Hands idle. Yeah, he's keeping them busy, dude. <laughs> they have a little conversation about how there's apparently a killer on the loose in the neighborhood. He's owned two twins at the burger shop. Yeah, there's like a hamburger joint where two dudes got owned. And then was there anybody else, or was that it at that point? There was another one, but I don't remember what it was. And they say like. Don't you ever watch the news? And he's like, I don't like that show. I hate that show, <laughs> which I agree with. I don't like to watch the news either. Party at Anton's. What are you doing? I'm just saying, with the killer on the loose, you can't rule out murder. What killer? Don't you watch the news? I hate that fucking show. It's weird thinking of the news as a show. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess it is. Yeah, but it's like a whole at, channel of the yeah, same show. At this point, it's boring. I know that much. I can't remember, but I just wrote down that uh, Penub said something about Hanson and Jewel, which I thought just like... They were going to the dance, and he was like, I ain't going that shit. Oh, yeah, there's going to be like a big... Halloween bash. Yeah, they're not going to let anybody do anything except go to the dance because there's a killer on the way. Yeah, it's like a 9 o'clock curfew and no trick-or-treating. But there's going to be a dance, and you get to go to it. But Penub don't want to because he don't want to listen to Hanson and Jewel. Which I understand. Same reasons I did not go to dances. (laughs) Would you stop being such a puss and go, like, ask her the dance? A dance? Well, if you'd been to school in the last six months, you'd know about it. Halloween thing in the gym? Nine o'clock curfew, no trick-or-treating allowed? Dumbass dance (laughs) is the only option. You guys going? Hell no. Can you see us dressing up in some stupid-ass costumes? Groove into Hanson and Jewel. What do we look like? Total losers, man. That solidifies it in time so, like, perfectly for me because I can remember the dances when it was Hanson, Hanson and, and Jewel. Jewel. That was like, whew, back in the day, sign. This is like an old timey movie now at this point, Trey. Yeah, that's weird. But there's also, we keep expanding the universe. We're getting character after character. Yep. There's. Uh, Alba mm. Jessica Alba she's riding by on like a primo scooter should have called her little scooter or, or is it just a real motorcycle <laughs> that's why he was interested in her <laughs> yeah he was like, common interest he was like there's something about her that makes you think of my mom <laughs> I think my mom would like you she's like rolling by and somehow manages to like drop drop his book in the middle of the street He's always looking at this bush. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, he's behind the window in a bush. He's like creeping out the basement window, looking through the bush. And it looks, she takes like, take it the camera. It looks like she's looking just directly <laughs> at him. She's like, I see you over there, Sawa. I, I know you. what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you, Sawa. Alba Sawa Sawa. <laughs> she did. But she, he's like. 
oh man, she lost her lyrics book. And then he's like, I, I can't believe you read that shit over her shoulder or some shit. Yeah, like he's he's got a big crush on her and he thinks she's cool because she like plays bass and writes these cheesy lyrics in her notebook. <sighs> and we'll get to one of the lyrics in a little bit. It's rough. But he, they're all like, basically Penub and Mick, they want to just get rid of him so that they can smoke. They don't want to hook him up. So they're like, why don't you just oh, go Mick after doesn't know that Oh, yeah, Penub's just got it all on a down low. He goes to get that book and takes off and goes after it. And Penub's like, hey, man, you want to borrow some pants? Yeah. Because <laughs> didn't run off without any bridges. Yeah, he's still rocking the boxers. He puts on Penub's pants, I guess, and goes Which out. would never fit because he's a much bigger guy. Yeah. I guess those were the days when you want to rock in bigger pants. Train. Oh, yeah, just, he's like, no, I got Jenkos. Got these Jenks. Stinkos. Did you ever have any Jinkos, dude? Lord, no. I had like one pair, dude. I thought they were all... Still got them? No. <laughs> you should rock them. I wish. There's no way I would fit into them, dude. I'd probably get like one leg in them at this point. That's pretty bad because this is some big fucking legs on them yeah, bridges. That was the whole... That was the whole gimmick, dude. You remember when people were rocking them? Yeah. I didn't have like the Ultimo huge ones where it looked like... You were wearing a dress on each leg or something. They're like kind of in the middle. This goes back to our uh, juggalo conversation we were having off mic. Yeah, we were talking juggalos earlier because in recent news, somebody tried to, a juggalo tried to dropkick Fred Durst or something like that, which we approve of. This is along the same time period. Yeah. There's the musical choices in the soundtrack. How are you going to feel when the inevitable nostalgia gets up to like the point where it gets the limp biscuit and everyone's yeah. like oh yeah this was the shit I can see it coming dude I can already tell I've seen people sharing like that faith video on Facebook and stuff and I don't I'm, want it to come back around everything does though I know I'll, I'm like so hardcore into the 80s right now and I guarantee you that like people that grew up in the 80s are like oh my god this song hacked yeah but now whenever it, People start jamming Limp Biscuit and corn and stuff. Unironically, we're going to be like, what is happening? Yeah, it's like, Jesus, what are you thinking? I can well, I saw where, like, Jenko is, like, actually making yeah. jeans again and shit, too. <laughs> it's all just a, it's all big circle, Trav. We need to keep on going down the drain. Everybody, what, which do you prefer? You want to have the jink, the big wide Jenkos, or do you want to have the ultra tight Girl jeans or whatever you call them. I would prefer the jeans that everybody wore before either of those. Just regular just standard jeans. ass jeans. <laughs> I just I don't <laughs> like jeans. I love that in your dystopian future you only have those. Yeah, there's two only, you got to pick, Trav. You get like, Mad Max, you get tight ass girl jeans, or you get Jenkos. It's like a. If I'm going to pick between those two, I'm probably going to pick Jenkos. Yeah, just me for too. Because I don't that tight stuff too tight. I know, uncomfortable. I've never tried to put on a pair of those like ultra tight pants but I have just I mean I pretty much just rock straight leg pants at this point and I feel like they're too tight sometimes I wear shorts all the time yeah that's the way to go speaking of tangents the movie goes off on a tangent <laughs> finally when we see Vivica A. Fox and I'm not I have no clue what her character's name is I don't either but she's like apparently like a descendant or does she ever have a backstory, really? She gives one real quick. But yeah. She's descended from a line of 
evil like, hunters or like something like battle nuns or something. <laughs> yeah. When we first see her, she's dressed up like a nun, but I think it might just be like a a, a disguise. I think she's got like a she disguise. She has several disguises. Yeah, she's just got one for every situation. She's looking. She thinks she's found an evil person's hand or something, but yeah. That, but the hand that she finds, it's all like it's all shriveled up, desiccated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy's like, "What happened?" He just stared everybody down like like he still that hand took his mind with yeah. it. Yeah, he probably couldn't live with the things that he had done. Yeah, he was probably that just an innocent guy that was just stoned out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, like uh, old Anton. She goes back to her like uh, what do you call that? Like a her Winnebago? Yeah, Winnebago. She got like an Airstream camper job yeah, driving she, it around. She's got like uh, all kinds of newspapers and stuff on the wall where she's been tracking the evil. She's like got a map. She's putting dots around. It's like, it ain't here anymore. It ain't here anymore. And then she looks at her papers and she's like, oh, but there's a spot. And she makes a dot on the map and she's like, oh shit, hold on. Hang on a bit. Let me get this marker out. Draws a big old pentagram, makes a circle around, and she's like, "Oh shit! I found it." She figured it out. So she's on. She's on the go. She's heading towards our storyline in the movie. I guess. Earlier, whenever Anton woke up, he was like, "Mom, there's no milk. Mom, there's no dog food." Because I guess he just expects them to do it yeah, all or whatever. Up. His parents are mysteriously not around for him yeah we know what happened to yep. him so I guess he's like just gets off his ass a little bit to go to the grocery store cause he needs some munchies and some dog food yeah but he also just fucking steals the shopping cart to take home with him <laughs> yeah, he just takes it with yeah, him he's pushing his cart onto that's his that's the way hand. to do dude he's walking through a foggy area and he gets pushed over by two or whatever and he don't know until the fog yeah. clears <laughs> yeah he like Acts like something knocked the crap out of him. Yeah, he gets fucking just rolled right on over. But it was the cops. Two cops. And they're like, they're in this dark alley, which is supposed to be daytime, but it looks like it's... It was foggy as hell. Yeah, I guess it's just real foggy. It's Halloween time. It gets foggy. That's true. Around two o'clock. These cops are like on his case because they know who he is. But then he knows who they are too. Yeah, I guess that like... They thought, maybe, do you think that he, they thought he was cool, but he kind of like never cared about them or something like that? They were seniors when he was a freshman, he says. I don't know. I think that, don't they say something about how they always wanted to like hang out with him and get high or something, but he was like, you're right. Oh, yeah. And he's like, speaking of which, you guys holding? Yeah. (laughs) He like asked the cops. Yeah, he's like, I'm desperate, man. And then they give him, like, a big old pat-down search job. Yeah, and they, like, check out his uh, asthma thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's this? And he's like, you stupid ass, that's for an inhaler. <laughs> I got asthma. And they're like, oh, okay. And you can tell he's like, he's like yeah, that worked. Dodge that one. <laughs> and they start digging through his pockets. And one guy, one cop finds a dollar, and he's like, well, George just found a new home. <laughs> yeah, he just takes a bunk off of it. But then they find his empty weed bag, and they give it a sniff, and it's like, smells like marijuana. He's and like, he's like, write it up. You can't give me a ticket for having a baggie or something <laughs> like that. And he just drops it, and he's like, it's for littering. Yeah, and then they give him like a $200 ticket. But then he goes home with the ticket, 
<laughs> and proceeds to roll up what nutmeg and oregano. Yeah, Penub told him that he could maybe catch a buzz with some nutmeg and oregano. You mix it up and roll it up. He rolls it with the ticket that he got, and it don't work. Nope. Takes a <laughs> big old drag and just looks like he's gonna fucking die. Yeah, coughs his lungs out like but crazy. After that, he decides he's like, "Well, that's over. I'm gonna go make me a sandwich." And this is the grossest part of the yeah, movie. No good. He's like, I'm not a mayonnaise fan at all in the first place. No. So when you start putting like a bloody knife in the mayonnaise jar and showing it. The mayonnaise and bologna is grosser than the blood. Yeah. I'd rather just have the blood. Yeah. It's like, give me a blood sandwich. He's like making a blood sandwich while not paying any attention. He's just like paying attention to the TV so much. That he's like making a gross sandwich and he doesn't even realize it. Does he ever, does he take a bite out of it? Yeah, he takes a bite and then he goes to put the knife back into the mayonnaise and he sees the blood on it. Yeah. He like horks it out and runs outside and like he's freaking out. Yeah, because in the bushes. Yeah, he had, and he'd been thinking that he heard something right. Mm-hmm. Is that whenever like he like passes the buck onto the dog and he like has the dog going to check for him. He's like pushing the dog oh, around yeah. the corner and stuff. That's when... It, I don't remember when that, that happened. Maybe it is because he pushed a dog around the corner and then he gets spooked and runs upstairs and into his mom and dad's bed and sees that shit yes. on the ceiling. He's like, fuck, and just rolls down there too. Yeah, he sees the I'm under the bed on the ceiling too and he freaks out because he doesn't know when it was from. He goes downstairs and his buddies are there they scare him but they're like no he hits oh yeah the yeah. his mom and dad during their decorations they made these two scarecrow type things with real pumpkins in the house for just decorations and shit but then whenever he's running down the, the steps from his mom and dad's bedroom he hits those things and knocks them over and finds out that that is his mom and dad deader and shit yeah it's a cool shot cause like when they fall backwards the pumpkins like bust Shattered. off their heads and you find out that there's like dead people in there and he's like oh my god and he like goes to run outside and that's when he runs into his buddy yeah and he's like come inside you gotta see this or whatever and they like come inside and he's like look Penub's like oh my shit. god <laughs> This video rules. Like, they're not even paying attention to the dead people. There's like some awesome booty oh, shaking that, video. Pop that coochie. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah. I love this video. I didn't think they could show it anymore. Yeah. Who was it? Like, two live crew or some shit? Maybe. That's that, the only thing I could think that's of. That's up their alley. Yeah. It's one of those type of jammers. Do some investigation. Yeah. Because no, that could be a future party jammer. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to add that to the rotation. <laughs> pop that coochie. <laughs> It'll just be us listening to Tone Loke and then pop that coochie. <laughs> yeah. Back and forth. Penub's like, I didn't even think I could show this video anymore or something like that. And Anton's like, check out these dead bodies. <laughs> they freak out. But I don't even know what happens then. Well, then uh, Seth Green... He's, well, they try to. He tries to resuscitate that one. Yeah. And he's like, saw it on Baywatch. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Seth Green finds a piece of the t shirt in mom's hand. Yeah. And then Devin Saul sitting there. He looks down at his t shirt and there's a piece missing. And he's like, well, shit. And he looks over 
by the fridge, and there's like ant written in blood. Yep. And he's like, your your parents are killed by ants. <laughs> and he's like, don't be fucking stupid. Did you have like an evil ant? <laughs> and then he's like. They, like, put the piece of T-shirt back up to his shirt again. They're like, oh, my God, the killer was wearing wearing your shirt. shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we're old. Are those ears? Earrings? They're both left. You know what that means? Palestine twins. killer was wearing your shirt he's like no the killer was wearing me yeah that's i'm the killer he realizes that his hand is up to no good he's just been like sleep killing at this point like going out not even knowing what was up but now he realizes that his hand is evil yeah and his friends realize it too and they're like oh shit we should probably go man Yeah, and seth green tries to like give him a beer or something yeah, he's like, no, I don't want that. And he takes it anyway and just, like, smashes it. Ends it up just fucking burying it in Seth Green's head. Yeah, and it looks awesome. And he just, like, has it stuck in his head for the rest of the And there's still liquid in it, dude. You can hear it sloshing and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a really cool effect. That's another cool thing about this movie is, like, there is some CGI, but not a whole lot. And you can tell that they definitely tried to, like, have some awesome like practical effects and stuff everything's pretty well practical it looks really good the only time that you see some cgi is like when you could tell they're putting like punub's face on his head yeah it looks a little iffy sometimes but but even then you can tell it's like an animatronic yeah sometimes there's just a straight animatronic head which we're giving away the fact that Penub gets his head cut off. Oh, that's about if you didn't about know. to happen right now. Yeah, he like throws a saw blade at him. Yeah, he goes down in the basement, and like Devin Saw is trying to warn him. He's like, "You can't do that shit. You can't get out that way." And he goes down there because his hand's <laughs> dragging him. He's trying to fight it off, and he tells Penub to just take a hike and go around him. He goes up the stairs, but then the hand grabs a saw blade and just like frisbees it at him and cuts his head off. Almost made it. It was really close. Yeah. But he's, like, all freaked out now. He realizes that he killed his parents and his friends. So he, like, goes and tries to, like, chill Chill out out. and watch TV. But the hand is, like, out of control. Keeps trying to put on horror movies and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. He's, like, trying to watch a chiller theater or something. (laughs) And then he, like, grabs the cat by the tail and, like... It's during the remote (laughs) fight, whenever... It's, like, Devin saw his left hand is fighting his evil right hand over the yeah. road and the left hand finally wins it and then he's like pretty much kind of just laughing at his own hand and the cat, the, the hand's like fuck you and grabs his cat and like whips it around and chucks <laughs> it out the window it like flies all the way across the street yeah. and like into the bushes next door and he feels bummed about it so he just rolls out trying to find his cat but yeah. then his hand draws him to the lyric lady's door yeah Alba Alba he like the hand makes him like ring the doorbell and stuff and then he's trying to pull it off and falls back over the banisters and lands in the bushes she pop, she comes out and he pops up and he's like I'm sorry about your bush yeah. <laughs> or something like that she's like don't you worry about my bush <laughs> she is like totally into him though 
and he doesn't realize it. And she's just thankful for the chance. Like, I never got to thank you for bringing me my book back. Yeah, and she, like, invites him to come upstairs. Yeah. And he's, like, giving himself away about how much he thinks she rules because he's like, oh, yeah, you're, those lyrics are awesome. And she's like, you read them. <laughs> she gets pissed, like, out of nowhere. He's like, I had to or something. They're, fucking, they're awesome. <laughs> and then he sings one of her lyrics back to her, and it is weird. I can't remember. I don't remember either, but it's fucking. It's not what it has something to do with having gum it on It starts off shoes. like actual lyrics, and then it ends up just gums on shoes or something. <laughs> yeah. So, I think cooler than a chick bass guitar player. Especially one that writes her own lyrics. I mean, you read them? I'm looking in the book. They're amazing, you know. Look, I even got my favorites memorized. Devil girl with nothing to lose. She got wind in her hair and gum on her shoes. <laughs> but, like, she's all impressed that he likes her so much. Yeah, she's like, oh, man, he remembers the shitty ones. Yeah. <laughs> she said she wrote it when she was 13. <laughs> Two years ago. And she's, like, all in, like, a nightie or something. She's wearing her jammies. And he's, like, trying to get out of there before the hand does something bad. She ain't letting him go because she's wanting that hand to do another thing. And then it does. <laughs> Grab awesome. that ass. <laughs> he's like, I'm dangerous. I've done stuff. <laughs> and he's like, smack. Yep, smack on that ass. She's like, ooh, I didn't think you would have the guts to yeah. do something like that. They, like, start making out, laying down on the bed. His hand's, like, trying to strangle her, yeah, basically. Like, it just goes up, keeps grabbing her head, and just trying to <laughs> choke her out. She's really forgiving. Yeah, she's, like... <laughs> Not I mean, even caring. She understands how into it he would be if it was the case. <laughs> but then he just grabs some whatever type of... Like a shred cloth yeah, or yeah, some cloth. shit. Ties his right hand up to the bed, and she's like, oh, you're kinky. You're kinky. He's, like... He says he'll go to the dance with her. So that he can like get out of there, basically. Yeah, her, her parents roll in. Oh, that's right. And she starts just like, "Oh, you gotta go." My parents are here, and he starts untying himself. And he's like, "All right." And she's like, "We'll continue this later." And he's like, "You tomorrow?" <laughs> yeah, let's go to the dance. We'll go to the dance. And he like goes back to his house, and, like digs a big enough hole to bury four people in. They didn't bury him too deep, though. No, apparently not. Just covered him up, I think. So then you start hearing, like, Seth Green talking and under the ground. It's always like, the hell? And Seth Green's like, I'm not dead. You just, like, knocked me out or something <laughs> like that. He was like, I don't know. You seem pretty dead. Yeah, he's like, you were, I ain't, I ain't digging you out, no. And then he just, like, sticks his hand up out of the ground zombie style or something. And then he goes to grab for a shovel and is laying over top of the nub. Yeah, and then, like... His hands come out and grab a shovel. Penub, like, smacks him in the head with yeah. a shovel. <laughs> it's all pretty slapsticky and funny. Then he wakes up in his own bed, and he's like, oh, God. Yeah, he thought that it was all a dream. A dream, he walks downstairs, and make <laughs> Penub just hanging out. Yeah, they're just chilling, watching TV. He's like, oh, guys, they had the fucking weirdest dream. Turns the corner, and they're, they're still dead. Like, Penub's head's, like, laying in a chair, and he's like... Getting cheese balls thrown at him. Yeah. <laughs> and his body's like in the kitchen trying to <laughs> eat, but he doesn't have a head. 
That was like the main reanimator part, I yeah. thought. They said that uh, the reason that they are still alive or undead is because they saw like a light down a long tunnel and they heard like some voices and stuff. Chicks' voices. And, and they were like, like playing some cheesy music. Phenom says like, yeah, it was awful. It's like, and yeah. <laughs> and they they could have went but they said that they were just like fuck it because it was really far yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny and that's all I always remember from the commercials I mean there was this big bright white light at the end of a long tunnel right and there were all these chicks voices and that music music yeah kind of uncool music like Enya and these chicks voices they were saying come to us come towards the light <laughs> so what happened I figured fuck it I mean, it was really far. I think it's like Mick or Penub suggest that they should like go talk to that dude that likes the heavy metal because they thought he was like he would know about Satan or something. He like asked them if oh, they yeah. know about Satan, and they're like, no. no. He's like, but Seth Green's like, but I know a guy who does. Yeah, and then it cuts over to the the burger joint where they're having like a little uh, memorial thing for the dudes that died. At the restaurant the night that's, before. That's something we missed too. What's that? Whenever they real, they were having the realization that Saul was the killer. Yeah. And they find those ears in that bag. From oh the, yeah. And then it's like earrings. Yeah, it was like a bag of onion rings with ears in it. And he's like earrings. Because <laughs> I guess that like after he killed those dudes, he like he's fried like, their ears in yeah. the onion ring batter or something. Pretty funny. But that that metalhead dude is like. Hitting on this chick that's yeah, upset. Like grieving chicks. And he's like, oh, did you, like, know, know him real good? And he, she's like, not really. Did I you? honestly thought that they were kind of tars <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> they used to come on to me on time, and I, used to, I told them to go and blow each other. And he's like, <laughs> did, did they? they? <laughs> I just feel really bad, you know, because I was always so mean to them. Like this one time, they asked me to go out on a double date, and I thought they were tards, because there's only one of me, right? So I told them to go blow each other. Wow. Did they? But, like, uh, Anton comes up and kind of, like, throws a CB down on uh, the metalhead guy, and he's like, come on, man, I need you to help me learn about Satan or something. And he's like, like, it's just fucking songs. Yeah, he's like, it's all just music. But he, like, turns around and realizes that his chick is, that he was talking to was gone. He's like, Anton, how could you cock block me like that? I thought we were buds. I thought we were buds. <laughs> Bart crashed. Hey, Anton, can't you see him getting a little action over here? I can't believe you cock-blocked me like that. I thought we were buds. Then he, they, like, like, they weren't buds. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I guess that maybe they knew each other from around the neighborhood or something. And he, like, the metal guy is annoyed because he's not getting any action, so he goes through the drive through and Anton, like... He steals the outfits of one of the the two twin guys that died's outfits and goes in there and tries to work at the... 
the drive-through line. Yeah, but all the while his hand is like, he's like acting no crazy good. and he's stuff. Like squeezing meat and chucking knives at people. <laughs> but like that dude's like trying to order like a big order of grub and he realizes that it's Anton on the other end. And he's like all pissed off. He's like, "Tell me about the devil, or tell me about Satan." Whenever he's at the drive-through, yeah. And then he doesn't really learn anything from that encounter, does he? he that's where he, the idle hands of the devil. Oh, him. yeah. That's when they, like, throw yeah. out the and title. He was like, I used to be that way, too, but that's why I work on this board all the time. <laughs> yeah. Keep my hands busy. Keeps me out of trouble. Yeah, so he, like, takes it literally and starts, like, learning how to knit or something. He goes back and tells Seth Green and Penub, and he's like, idle hands of the devil's play thing. But he says playpen. Yeah, he says playpen. Which is weird. I wonder if that was on purpose. And they're just like, that's not meant to be taken literal. It's (laughs) meant to be taken as like metaphorically. Yeah, metaphorically. But he's sitting there just fucking knitting up a storm. He's doing a pretty good job if he's never done it before. I've actually thought about trying to learn how to knit. I think you should. I've seen people make like cool jobs out of it. Also, needlepoint. <laughs> we can do some needlepoint. I've seen people make like cool looking uh, 8-bit looking yeah. promos and I saw somebody made like a Jason from the 8-bit with a needlepoint and I was like, that's pretty cool. I'd like to try that. Do it. Need a new hobby. It's an expensive hobby, I think. Yeah, everything is. Yarns and threads and such. Yeah, it's enough to keep actual stores that sell only yarn in business yeah. so I'm just assuming incredible probably, markup yarn probably not that expensive to make this is a classic yarn tangent that yeah. we're going off on <laughs> telling yarns <laughs> telling yarns and pulling yanks <laughs> right. the cops come by I guess they had like a noise complaint because they're in there straight yeah. cranking Dragula, yeah, dude. It was, Rob Zombie is crushing it in there. <laughs> I ain't even trying to act like I wasn't thinking Dragula ruled when this was out. I don't know. I was all what about was it. Too. When did uh, Hellbilly Deluxe come out? Like 98? I was all about it. Yeah, dude. it had to have been 98. Around 98, early 99, maybe. I remember that like. Uh, my mom would always be like, you don't need to have any of these uh, evil CDs. Yeah, and I was like, oh, come on, that's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we, like, had a Columbia house or something like that, and we were going to do, like, a big order. And I just, like, made my order and didn't let anybody know what I got. So, like, I got uh, Hellbilly Deluxe and antichrist superstar <laughs> and like that first romstein cd i like stocked up on like 98 or whatever you want to call it that's not really even metal but like hard rock or yeah. something i guess and i was like ready to go dude i know my dad was thinking i was evil because oh, he, yeah. he, he would go in there and find like rob zombie cds but then for some reason he was just laser focused on the malevolent creation cds <laughs> yeah. he would just go in there and just just break a shit out of them. Well, Malevolent Creation probably was more evil than Rob Zombie. It definitely was. But uh, they were pretty jamming, too. Yeah, they were crushing. I remember while we're on this tangent, like, speaking of how 
everybody was afraid that like if you listened to metal you were evil or yeah. whatever. I don't think I've told this story before. It's exactly what this guy in the movie's dealing with. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh I think it was after Columbine and like they made a big thing where it was like, Oh my god, these guys they listened to heavy metal mm-hmm. and they like played Doom or something like <laughs> like all that shit that they always say. These guys did everything those guys' ages did. Yeah. <laughs> everything that anybody cool was up to that didn't kill everybody. But like there was like a church near where we lived and they were like having like a special like teen night or something and they like were gonna show us this video about like how to not be evil or something like that. <laughs> it's a handy video. <laughs> and my mom like took me to it i had to have been like in 98 i was like 12 i guess 11 or 12 and i I just remember there was like a panning shot i wish i could find this video that would be amazing i wonder if there was any way i could there was like a panning shot like going across all these albums and it was talking about evil music and it was like rob zombie and marilyn manson especially and blah 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 and i remember that like this person that was also there with me was like how many of those cds do you have because they knew that that's like what i liked and i was i literally had every cd (laughs) that was on that video so i thought that was kind of funny but like the dude in idle hands we weren't actually evil trav we just thought cool stuff we just thought music was good yeah even though the music in the cds or the deep is not good What's that? Like the early 90s James. Oh, yeah, most of these. Most of it's like, uh, what's that one band that everybody loves? That's like this uh, for stoners. Oh, Sublime? Yeah. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, they play that one Sublime song in this movie like multiple times. That's definitely not what I was listening to. I never once gave a fuck about those guys. No, me neither. I never even realized like what songs they had until at some point I put it together. You're that, like, oh, that this sucks too. This that one song that was on the radio was them. But I don't know. Oh yeah, the cops were coming because they were jamming out too hard to Rob Zombie, and like the cops come in and they're like, "Hey, oh yeah," they look through the window and they see him sitting on the couch with, with like yeah. dead bodies essentially, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's him! He's the killer." So they bust in and they're like, they were like, we're gonna go back and get some backup. We gotta get a warrant. It's like, fuck that. We got reasonable doubt or some shit. That's the way the way it always goes in moves. So they bust in there and they're like, Anton, you're the killer or something. But he's got these knitting needles and he won't stop knitting because he doesn't want anything bad to happen. And they're like, essentially force him to stop knitting. He's trying to convince him to handcuff him while he's knitting. Yeah, and they're like, put it down, and he's like, like cuff me. And they just go back and forth, cuff me, put it down. And then eventually it gets to be like an awesome-looking practical effect where he like shoves a needle all the way through the guy's head like yeah. from one ear and out the other. It looks awesome. And then he uses him as, like his dying body as a human shield and takes his taser and shoots the other cop in the <laughs> yeah, face. Like in the face. But th- that's when Anton has like had enough. Yeah, he's, he's like, like didn't, didn't stop shit. Yeah. And that's when he goes full Evil Dead 2, and he's like, i got to cut this hand off. He tries to use, like, a bagel. Bagel guillotine. <laughs> Which looks awesome. Is that a real thing? I don't think so. I don't eat It'd bagels, be. but I want one. I bet it's not trademarked. We could probably make it. We should it. come out with it. Bagels are already sliced, though. That's what I don't understand. 
It depends on where you get your bagel. <laughs> Somebody sliced them at some point. For the bagel guillotine, man. Maybe yeah. it does exist. Maybe they got like We a, need to uh, enhance our bagel knowledge. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I like guillotines. Yeah, I like guillotines way more than bagels. I just don't know if they come in like home versions. Yeah, I wish that they did. He puts his hand... Well, he tries to use the guillotine. It's like flimsy as hell and don't work. Yeah, Penub's like, that thing doesn't even cut my bagel. <laughs> and then he tries to pull a... Like a electric knife job. Yeah. And then Seth Green grabs it for him and he's like, look at me, I'm a leather face. And he pulls it out. Yeah, it just like comes undone from the wall. He's like, all right, screw this. And he like puts pulls his... This big, big ass meat cleaver. Puts his hand in Penub's mouth. <laughs> so he like would hold it still and then he like chops his hand off. Puts it in the microwave. Like turns it on and it blows up or something or just like a bunch of blood comes out of it but it don't actually blow up Penub uh, spits the hand out and then they're like, like alright then we're gonna go next door get some burritos or some shit oh yeah they like uh, cauterize his wound with an iron with an and they're iron. like we need uh, a first aid kit Penub's got one also there's burritos <laughs> over there so they went next door to get some shit while he's dealing with the hand yeah, I think he has, like, a little fight with it. Yeah, and it, it puts, like, bad move Anton in blood on the bottom. Yeah, but he eventually gets it in the microwave and kind of thinks he's, like, taking care of it. Yeah, he turns it on, and it's a pretty cool-ass effect with blood shooting out of the hand. Yeah, it's cool. And I don't know how they did it, but it looks like... But his chick is, like, ready to go to the dance yeah, now. Yeah, like knocking on the door. She keeps bothering him, and he's like, go away, don't come in here. But he thinks he's got it taken care of, so he leaves it in the microwave and goes off with the chick. And that's when Penub and uh, Mick come back around. Well, they got the first aid kit, and they're like, we got you shit, we're going to get you taken care of. Like, he just killed these guys, and they're still good enough buddies, they're going to fix <laughs> yeah, his Yeah, they're like stuff. super nice to him. But they, then they want those burritos more than anything. <laughs> yeah. so they, look in the fr- they look in the microwave, and they're just like, ugh. Maybe we should clean it first. Seth Green's like, yeah, while we're at it, we'll clean the whole fucking house. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this ain't our mess. Yeah. <laughs> and it just opens it, and the hand comes flying out and goes through the window. <laughs> but they don't care. They're still just, like, cooking their burritos. Oh, gross. Maybe we should clean it first. Hey, yeah. And while we're at it, we can clean the whole fucking house. This ain't our mess. They, uh, Anton and his... Jessica Alba lady they're outside and he's like I can't go to the dance yet I gotta go clean up the mess my parents will kill me if they see the mess I made trying to make my costume yeah I'll meet you there so he sends her off solo to the dance she's like you wouldn't stand me up would you and he's like no no sir I wouldn't do that and at some point Mick like stuck a like a barbecue fork like in his in Penub's neck and like stuck his head on top of it so now he's like walking around like he's got his body back but he goes to have some of that burrito, and it's pretty gross. He's, like, chewing it up, and it's coming out of his neck wound instead of going down <laughs> his just throat. just, like, oozing out of his neck. So Seth Green just, like, wraps some duct tape around his neck. Fixes him right up. This is when they cut to, like, the bowling alley, and that heavy metal dude's there, like, I guess trying Sucking to... ass at bowling. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, knocks one pin down. He's got like some high school buddies that he's hanging out with that are also metalheads, yeah, like I guess. A, a dude and a chick sitting there making out. Yeah, and they're like 
they're like, oh, we should go to the dance. And so they take off. And that's when that uh, evil huntress lady shows up. <laughs> Rebecca and, Apex. And she's like, got uh, an awesome bowling yeah, outfit. She's just wearing a bowling shirt. Yeah, she looks like she's like in the league or something. She came ready for some action. And as luck may have it, metal head guy is like trying to hit on her and that's when they realize that uh, he knows who she's looking for so they're like off to find him she says that she has what can like take care of it she has the one thing that can make it stop but as they're leaving they see or no they come around to like where Anton's house is they're like oh there they go right there and they realize that they're trying to steal his awesome big truck Ford. And he's like, don't let him steal the Ford. She, like, tries to go run out. And oh yeah, he, like, finds the keys under the visor. Yeah. And Seth Green's like, that's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to start it up, and he's like, fuck, it's a stick. Why couldn't it be an automatic? <laughs> yeah, he, like, can't shift. <coughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't have a hand anymore. And he's like, just shift for me. And Seth Green throws it in reverse. And <laughs> Saul just puts the pedal to the metal and backs up and hits Fox right in the face. And just knocks <laughs> her like, into the ghost flying. And then they're like, what was that? And then Penub's like, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're heading to the dance. What was that? Who cares? Then we get another cutaway to like some what some other people are up to. That's like those other metalheads. Yeah, they they left the bowling alley to get their costumes on and go to the dance. And they like painted their faces up like Kiss. Yeah, one's Gene Simmons and one Paul Stanley, and they're both wearing Kiss shirts. And they're just in the car, straight up making out. Yeah, they're like making out hard. It's all fogged up. The chick's like, "Oh man, it's so hot in here. My my makeup's running. We should crack the window." So they do, and that's when the hand and crawls in, pops in there. But then this dude's literally getting down. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> like she busts her boobs out, and this dude's getting down to town, dude. And he's got to both of his hands on her boobs, and then suddenly this other hand just crawls up and starts helping boobs. Too. Yeah, the the cut off hand is like grabbing his chick's boobs, and she's like, "Oh yeah, rules," which is another thing that sets this movie apart because at this point. All of the horror movies were trying so hard to like be PG thirteen. You were never seeing any boobs, so like the this fact, one kept it real. Dude. Yeah, they were going for the old school throwback. Didn't get enough attention at the time. Nobody was ready for that. They were all wanting that uh, CW. Oh yeah, Dawson's Creek. Horror. Yeah, that's who. I mean, some of those are okay, but a lot of them are just kind of dull. I think. hand crawls up her boobs gives him a couple squeezes I mean he's there to have some fun too yeah she's she's feeling it until she looks down goes right for her throat chokes her out yeah dude tries to get away and somehow gets his head destroyed yeah I guess the hand just like destroys his head cause there's like a blood spray inside yeah, of the car yeah the head against the window yep once or twice and then but it's like Pew. well I have a note that says talking about that ass that's whenever they find that Saul and his crew, they're going to the dance. They find that car, look in there. Oh, and yeah. then they go in the dance, and Penub, or Penub's like, what a waste. 
<laughs> and then Mick's like, I thought you didn't like that guy. I was like, I ain't talking about that guy. I'm talking about that ass. <laughs> yeah. What a waste. I thought you didn't like Curtis. I'm talking about that ass. Ruined. They're like, everybody's just dying all over the place. They don't give a fuck, though. Yeah, they're already dead. They're already dead. They get to the, like, what has to be probably one of the cooler school dances that's ever happened. Yeah. It sure beats the hell out of my school dance. Anything has ever happened. They've got the offspring playing Ramones, Ramones covers. covers, and they got, the main thing I always remember about it is the backdrop. And we're thinking that it must just be like a set of windows or something, and they've got like an orange light on it to make it all look orange, and then they put like strategic eyes and a mouth to make it look like a gigantic jack-o'-lantern as the it backdrop cool as of hell. the stage. It's really awesome looking. It looks like the flashing face from the Halloween 3 commercials. Yeah, but it's just like huge. It takes up the whole wall. It looks awesome. The uh, the bounty hunter chick or whatever she is, she like shows up and she's trying to kill Anton because she has like a Kandarian dagger essentially, yeah. which is like almost exactly the what equal. it's supposed to be. Yeah. She like is going to kill him, and then she realizes that he cut his hand off, and she's like, "You let it loose." Yeah, but she's talking about how she had the thing that would make it stop. Yeah, she finds him, and she's like, "Okay, I got this thing," and she's like, "Fucking die!" <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like, like, "She's going to kill him." Yeah, she's just like, she knows that what she has to do is just kill him, I guess. And he's fighting her off, and he's getting away but then metal guy comes in is like you ain't going nowhere bitch no one touches my forward like gives him a gut shot well yeah but he's also he like comes up and he sees that chick like beating her beating him up and he's like yeah kick his ass or something. <laughs> he's like pumped that she's like beating up anton even though they're buds <laughs> i thought we were buds <laughs> They they both realize that they like gotta find the hand now, so they're kind of working together. And she says that, uh, well, Anton says it's trying to kill my girlfriend, and she says, well, if it's after a specific person, it needs a soul to take the hell or yeah, something like by that. midnight. And he looks at the clock, is like, oh, it's not even nine o'clock. We got three hours. Yeah. And she looks at her thing, and it's like druid time. Yeah, and she's got like, like you got a, six minutes. She's got a druid watch, and it's six minutes to midnight. Should have made it two minutes. Yeah, to midnight. <laughs> that would have been too short, I guess. And then Iron Maiden could have played, and yeah. then that metal guy would have been like, all right, <laughs> he would have been feeling it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the offsprings there, they're playing Ramones covers. I think maybe the second time they were just playing an offspring song, but I'm, I'm not, not sure. But uh, they actually get killed, or the main guy does. He gets, like, his head ripped, like, yeah. his scalp ripped That's off. That's after uh, Sawa gets on stage and is like, my hand's loose. It's going to kill all y'all motherfuckers. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. And everybody's just like, what? And, like, the singer for the offspring, his name's Dexter Holland. Oh, yeah, I can never remember that guy. I don't know why I do. I should be able to. But he gets on there, and he's like, you're right, kid. Get the fuck out of here. You had your fun. <laughs> yeah. And then that hand just drops on his head and pulls his... Like just scalps him. Yeah, it's like a that's awesome another looking. awesome looking effect. <clears throat> but while they were like at the dance, Penub's like got this chick. It's like uh, it's, a, it's a costume contest thing. Yeah, she like this chick thinks that his costume is super awesome. 
So she's like all dancing with him, and he's like thinking rule because he thinks he might get some action or whatever. He's holding his head on, dancing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Seth Green keeps telling him that it's gross. So he's like, he this fucked up, dude. You shouldn't be making out with her because you're dead. He's like, shh. <laughs> yeah. But they get all split up, and like Elba and that chick that Penub was dancing with, they're like crawling through the. Yeah, they're trying to way out because once the hand pulls that dude's hand off everybody freaks out and takes off running through the hills yeah it's like chaos they find a way into like a ventilation duct like diehard style or something but then there's like a big fan that they can't get through and they're like oh god we need to like use this shoe I was like give me a shoe I ain't using mine <laughs> she like nails it perfectly and gets the fan to stop she gets down through it using what I guess is a whip. That they're one of them's dressed like an Alba's dressed like an angel. The other chick's dressed like a devil. Yeah, but she has like a a whip. A whip. Yeah, like she's Indiana Jones, which is long enough to get from a ventilation system down to like a, to tie it up, and then and if you look at the rope, it has other knots in it all the <laughs> yeah, way down, like perfect for climbing. <laughs> but Alba climbs through the fan, and then. The other chick's apprehensive. She's like, I ain't coming through there. No, sir. And then you see the rope moving up. And she's like, why'd you pull the rope up? She's like, I didn't pull the rope up. And then the hand just like starts tying a noose around the chick's neck. Yeah. Gets it around there and throws her down. But she's got her hands through the loop and she's not getting strangled. So he pulls the shoe out and the fan blade pulls the rope back up and just blows her to pieces. Yeah. Disintegrates her. And... Mick and Penub have been like trying to find her. Yeah, they're looking for her. And they like come across the her remains, and Penub's like so disappointed. Like Seth Green's just smiling at him. (laughs) And he's like, I don't think you're getting any of that. He's like, going back, you can get you a piece. (laughs) Going back, you want to get a piece. This shit's hilarious, dude. You're really not going to get me. It's just unfair. Well, you can go back if you want to get a piece. At some point or the other, it's around this time that Notch Johnson makes like a random oh, cameo. Yeah. The dude from Son of the Beach, if anybody remembers that show, which ruled. Did it come on? USA. FX? Oh, okay. Yeah, this was pre-FX. Oh, right. And it was like, uh, was it connected with wrestling or did they like no, promote it on it wrestling was, or something? They may have shown commercials. I just feel like watching that like coincides with when I was like, Absolutely loving to watch it wrestling. Was a, it was about the same time as when wrestling was really good. It was just like a Baywatch knockoff kind of. Yeah, like, like a parody was, of Baywatch with like a bunch of crazy, like perverted promos going on. It was hilarious. Yeah, it ruled. But he's like trying to get through to like a phone sex hotline, and then he finally does. And he's like, oh, yeah, this feels great. It's, it's like you're touching me. Yeah, <laughs> because the hand is, like, crawling up his pants leg. And that's when the hand, like... It's like face bursters his bridges. Yeah, and it kills him, and then he, the hand, like, sharpens its fingers in the uh, pencil, pencil sharpener. sharpener. So now it's got, like, razor-sharp fingers. But then, like, it's pretty much like the climax, I guess. They're, like, towards yeah. the end. And uh, the hand, like, gets in, like, a couple of puppets. Like, one is just, like, a random, like, marionette-style puppet or something while they're in the art room. 
And then it gets in like a giant puppet show stage. Yeah, and that gets all knocked down. But then it ends up in like another puppet. Was that awesome? And I've always wondered, like, is that just made for this movie, or is that like something? I think it was something they just made for the movie. It, I don't they it recognize looks, it from anything else. Yeah, it looks hilarious, and I just always wondered if it was like a reference to something. But it's just like this funny looking face, and it can like control the expressions of it. I guess kind of. <laughs> And it's, like, just hilarious looking. So, like, they're fighting with it. And the hands got Alba. It, like, caught Alba after that chick got killed in the fan. And she, they got her all strapped down to a car. And it's, like, raising her up. On the hydraulic lift so you can work on the bottom of it and, like, the mechanic shop. Yeah. And they got, like, a pentagram on the ceiling. And I guess it's just going to smush her into it and that'll send her to hell yeah. or something like that. But they 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 all roll in there. And they're fighting, and, like, he's losing. But they find, like, this awesome huge bong that somebody in the shop class made out of, like, a muffler and, like, a bunch of pipes or something. Those auto shop boys are true artists. It's Mighty Joe Bong! I need some spinach. And they're all trying to fight, but then Penub is like, I need some spinach. (laughs) (laughs) And he, like... Goes over, takes a big rip off of it, and uh, Anton's like fighting and struggling because earlier in the movie he like attempted to make a big speech about how he shouldn't be smoking all the time and wasting his life. He needs to just go do it. But now he's like, this weed's going to give me strength. Yeah. And he like takes a huge hit off of the weed and blows it up blows inside up the, the puppet. Yeah, and it like gets, gets the hand ultra stoned, <laughs> and he like falls out. Let's go of the lever that was pushing the car up that was going to crush Alba. Like right as she's like literally has her nose hitting. Yeah, the she's an Eskimo kissing the ceiling. And the hand like comes back to life after it like stops being stoned, I guess, for a second, and like goes to jump up, but the the Vivica Fox. Yeah, Vivica Fox comes in at the perfect moment and tosses the knife. And uh, it, like, sticks into Seth Green's yeah. chest. It stabs the hand into Seth Green's chest, and he's looking at it like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Yeah. And, and it's, it's just, just like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, makes a little smoke ring or something. He's like, I thought that this was going to be, like, some awesome explosion or, or some hellfire or some shit. That's it? That's it? No explosions? No hellfire? No... I mean, no, I'm glad everybody's all right, but yeah, that was weak. Which, apparently, there was an alternate ending originally where there was, like, a big... It looked like on the diving board of a swimming pool. Yeah, and she was... They, like, turned the pool into, like, a gateway to hell or something. There was, like, this big convoluted thing, and then they just decided to change it to, like, a little poof. Like, I like the poof better. Yeah, it's way better. It makes more sense with the movie, I guess. And then that's pretty much it. The day is saved. The The chick that uh, was after the evil, she, like, says she's ready for some ritualistic sex. And yeah. that heavy metal guy's like, oh, Lord. Oh, I'm getting something now. He goes after her. And, uh. Saul gets Alba off the top of the car. Yep. And that, but then he gets crushed by the car. Like on accident or something. 
and the light to go to heaven shows up, and Penub and yeah. Mick are like, yeah, but Seth Green, whenever he, when uh, Penub, I think is lowering the uh, the car down, like he accidentally backs into oh, it or something, yeah, he and it smashes him. And then Seth Green would be like, sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He says it awesome. But Dub's like, it's not my fault. That thing should have lowered way slower <laughs> yeah. than that. As usual, marijuana saves an otherwise disastrous day. Hey, I never got a hit. Like me. my fault that thing should have come down a lot slower it just like comes straight down and crushes anton and then like the gateway to heaven shows up again and they decide that they're going to go ahead and go and they're like are you coming anton so you think that he might be dead or something but he was only like gravely injured yeah, and he's in like a, crushed. a huge body cast like hanging out in the hospital got his woman now get this pretty ass light coming through the wall yeah and it's, and it's uh, Penub and Mick coming through they're angels now and there's guardian angels yeah and then he's talking to them like they're actually there but no one can see him but him and so the nurse thinks he's delirious and make Al believe and they're like fuck let's go hit up this snack machine in the hallway and see what's <laughs> up and he's like you want anything and he's like yeah bring me something and I don't know what he says like crunch nuggets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. And like as they go to leave, the, they turn the lights off, and he like sees on the ceiling that it says, like, "I'm under your bed." Yeah, and he's like freaking out, yelling for him. And they're like, "Should we go tell him that uh, we're the ones that wrote that on the ceiling?" And they're like, "Nah, nah. fuck it." And then that is that all she wrote? Yeah, that's credits. Yeah. It's like an awesome horror comedy, dude. It's primo. Especially for the time, the time that it, it came was, out. Yeah. You can tell, like we were saying, that it was made in the time that it was made, but that almost makes it like more unique or something. Cause yeah, because it's just, it's a little piece of like 80s style. Yeah, like right in the middle of the time that. when it shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. So gotta give it up to Rodman. Yeah. He was holding down, dude. Rodman knows what's up. Uh, yeah, so, you know, check that out. Now, uh, now that well, check us out check us out at uh, it's only a movie dot work and Facebook was yeah it's only a movie page yeah and there's Twitter we're not on there and Instagram we're on all of it Facebook and the site are the main things find us on there hit us up send us any messages or anything you think about the, the recommendations apps. condolences fucking suck fucking rough yeah we'd love to hear it do it dude. Now that this is, uh, now that we're done, I think it's time for the ritualistic sex. I don't know about it, man. I'm only interested in trying to pop that coochie. Come on, Trav, I thought we were buds. This gives a shit. It's only a move.
Move your body with plenty of action. Bring it to the men more satisfaction. Do what you 